Yo, 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 I am Dustin Mikesell, and this is the Watchmen Inc. Podcast. Are you tired of the deception of the Matrix? Here, we will build a case around God's plan for the mad world, using biblical history and the application of the scriptures to provide hope and truth in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What's up, everybody? This is Watchman Inc. Podcast, and joining me today is my good friend, Truther TV. Follow him on Instagram at truther.tv. Today, we're going to just get into a little bit of his testimony because we met online through this space, and I really do believe that this is a man that has a great mission for the body of Christ, and he's newly into his faith. And today, I really wanted to introduce everybody to him because I really do believe that God made me and him meet together. And today we're just going to get into a little bit of his testimony. And that's something that I want to start doing with this podcast is not only exposing the the truth of all the evil and the darkness that's running rampant in our world and how it affects our everyday life, but just to hear people's testimony and how the mad world or the matrix, as anybody that's come and followed my content knows, that's how I describe what's going on is we're truly living in a mad world right now. So yeah, with that, let us have Truth or TV take over. And what's up, buddy? Let's hear your testimony. Why are you here today? A little bit of background about yourself and what's got you into making content like this? What's driving you? Yeah, let's just start with that. Okay, so I want to start off with, I know that you just said it's a mad world, but I think we're actually entering a world of utopia and it's coming fast. No, it's actually coming slow. But the people who choose to separate themselves from the collapsing of morality, it's, it, it will become a dumpster fire where there is moral relativity. That's what I call it. Einstein came up with the theory of relativity, which is completely, it's actually, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it, it's just retarded. Right. Okay. The theory of relativity, and I'll quickly go into this. If you're on, it's basically as simple as this is if you're on a train and you're playing ping pong, you're viewing the ping pong ball moving at a normal speed when you hit it. But if somebody's standing outside on the lawn and they watch the train go by and they see the ping pong ball, they're going to say it's going 1500 miles per hour or whatever the speed of a train is. I don't know. It's like a couple hundred. Right. But there's only one reality because let's say that train now hits a brick wall. Is it going normal ping pong speed? Are you stationary or are you going at the speed of a train? So there is a reality. There is no relativity. Relativity is a way to justify your own moral principles so that you can live with your sinful behavior and justify it, right? right? And that goes down, that can go as deep as we've seen with the exposing of the pedophilia with the politicians. But I just do want to say that I don't think we're entering a mad world because where we are actually entering a mass awakening in human civilization and in the Western world. And when the Western world does it, everybody else is going to catch up to speed, right? Because where there is morality, there is value in creation and there's wealth. There's only debt and sin and degradation where there's a lack of morality. This kind of ties into my journey was I struggled with finding a name for my website. At first it was, uh, I forget, like what is YOLO or intensely bored or something, like some stupid stuff. And this was when I was doing my truther journey uh, years ago. And 
I realized like now that I think back on it, I've always been a truther. Like since I was in third grade, since I was in fifth grade, like the earliest time I could remember when the teacher said anything during any classroom like lecture, especially professors in college, I would ask the hard question. What's your background in school? How high did you go up into school? So it's actually quite of a interesting journey here. Out of high school, I was pretty smart, minimal effort, honor roll. And I'm talking about like homework, the, the uh, classroom before it's due. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then I yeah. go home and I don't do any homework. I just yeah. throw my backpack on the floor and I just play video games. Yeah. You took, took advantage of homeroom or those like periods in the day where they like literally just let you screw around all day in a classroom. Yeah. And most kids are just like talking with their friends or BS. And I knew that this time is the time to get some homework done because then when I get out of school, I had sports always after school. So I never wanted to right after school, hit football practice or whatever practice, and then get home and have two more hours of homework to do as well, because I'm exhausted. So yeah, that actually was always something I noticed in, in like high school was I put in minimal effort, but I put in the effort when I was actually at school and not had to take it home because I just thought that was like silly for kids to keep putting off the time that they were given to, to yeah. get things done. I think that's something that makes a really motivated and successful person even after high school is you knew in your mind that is, is a valuable asset. Even as a child, I don't think kids think about time because they just don't really have any responsibilities or any like worries, daily worries. Yeah. But a, a smart person will know that like time is your greatest asset, but also your greatest enemy. It really does bleed into later parts of your life, regardless of what you did during that time in high school, it just shows the mindset that like some kids are in and that, that's people in general. That's just really, that's really cool that you took advantage of that stuff and that you've been aware of this at such a young age. And I think that's what makes you a really special individual and, and everyone's special. There were kids who just didn't care and didn't do anything and didn't actually have uh, a pressure to like, I would pay attention during the class and then I would do the homework, but I would do nothing outside of the, the six hours. That is the most efficient path because I don't want to be doing this when I'm home, right? And then there's people who internalize the lecture and the school and the homework and they memorize it and they study it and they go home and they have to read the chapters and the parents make them memorize George Washington's history. And then they get the gold star and they feel proud. That leads you down a certain path because schooling is designed to school your thinking, which is to put you on one thinking pattern, right? A school of fish all think the same way. And if you are internalizing it, you have external pressures. A lot of Indian people are successful and they put so much pressure on their kids to also study really hard, but they don't realize that school is not an education. It is a school. So there is doing good in school, but you have to master something of physical real value. And that will always translate to the rest of your life. So during high school, I learned how to program and I made one of my favorite video games in Java. Like I remade them. I was just doing if else statements, which if you know anything about programming, I use zero objects and I made an entire like game like MMO where you can kill things. And it was just a bunch of if else statements. But anyways, <laughs> so academia. So right in high school, I was like, wait, everybody's going to college here. That means that college is not valuable. So I, I internalized that really early on and being an Indian, that's like really outside of the accepted norm here is to 
be like, I'm every Indian and me and myself include, like, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a doctor. And then I see, hey, even this dumbass got into college. So <laughs> clearly. <laughs> What's the saying? D's get degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a little break from there. I went to community college. In community college, I, I tried to major in biology and I could not stay awake in that classroom. I was doing great, but I couldn't stay awake. Professors, I found, did not know what the lecture material was about, which did not motivate me. So one of my biggest motivations in learning is finding a teacher that is intelligent enough to keep me engaged, right? And most professors, they go through a cycle where it's good grades in school or shitty grades. You go through high school, you go through college, then you major in education, you go to a post-grad thing, then you apply for a job. You're just going through this bureaucratic paperwork pushing system. And then you think you're qualified for things and you think you're intelligent and you've never hit the real world. And when I ask a question like, hey, how does this determine, for example, in biology, when I put this chemical in there, how is it exactly differentiating the blood types? And the professor's like, what? (laughs) They don't know. They don't know what the actual experiment is. They got a manual. They're, They're just designed to follow steps in a curriculum that they may have written, somebody wrote it for them. And let me tell you a deeper story. Other organizations, I think, insert their pamphlets into the curriculum to get to influence the graduating classes of degrees and med schools and things like this. Yeah, so just to insert that, exactly, the curriculum in the public school system and even some private sectors of the school system all school systems have some type of government interaction unless you just full on homeschool your kids. But even then there's this requirement of certain things they need to meet in order to get a whatever a degree. School has been completely manipulated. Obviously, education is the most important thing a person can acquire in their life. So that I, I want people to understand what Truther and me are sitting here talking about is not that schooling or education isn't important. It's just it's completely lost its shine about what it actually is like. Even me, like I'm not the best math person. That was always the thing I struggled with. I just, I'm just not a math guy. And then I talked to you and you're a math guy, but like you've broken down with me when I ask you about programming or anything that you're doing, it, it should be simplified down to the easiest way to solve the problem. And I think it's new curriculums that they got kids and the way they learn math. I just think that we're trying to advance these children. Honestly, brother, I've never even used algebra outside of high school. Like I said, you may no, use you definitely it. have. There's have, no- but the thing is that while I'm sitting there trying to learn algebra, in class and I'm not really getting it. They're pushing all these different algebra and you got to get ready for algebra two. And half the kids don't even know their times tables like by heart, brother. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean by it's a big issue. So I remember in elementary school, you had the little times table, a little chart on your uh, desk that they had glued the one, one to 12, nothing crazy, but ask how many Americans could we go interview right now and ask, can you do times tables just one through 12? You know what I mean? And easily without a calculator guaranteed 70% cannot. And and I'm part of that. The moment I could hold a pencil, I remember this. My dad was like, you will start memorizing multiplication tables. And I think that partially turned me off to caring but I guess it still gave me an advantage in math. It right? did. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Like we we get into in the other recordings together that 
parents are responsible for what their children learn, for what their children intake, for how their children end up being. Like parents want to just, it's so hard. And we, I'm a parent, so I understand it gets stressful. It gets hard with, especially once you start adding more than one kid to the mix. And then depending on the relationship status of mom and dad, and then all the other family drama that can go to kids really are at an instant disadvantage in, in this modern world because of all the crazy things that we say, even right now with my daughter, she's not sleeping very well. And you can read a billion sleep study books about all these experts that know about children and sleep and all that. But at the end of the day, all of them are just using that, that, that idea about what they know to make money and push books and program. And then ultimately it doesn't really change anything or change the fact that, you know what, babies for the first three three months of their life just have a really hard time because they just did nine months in the womb, getting adjusted to the cold world and stuff. So yeah, your dad pushing that on you as a kid and even like with religion and church, no parent should ever push church or God on their child, especially at a certain age, because you end up pushing them away and making them not care. Because like I said, this is how I actually was raised. Having good parents makes you a better person. That's ultimately what matters yes. is having yeah. good parents that give a crap and actually care about what you're doing every day. Like some kids, they just come home, they go up to their room and they shut the door and the parents never shutting the door in my house when I was growing up. Like obviously once I got to be a teenager and more trust was earned from my father and mother, but shutting the door and just doing whatever I wanted in the room. No, my parents were always knocking on the door saying, Hey, what are you doing in there? Like they want to know, like they were involved. Hey, when you get to a friend's house, we want you to call. And that's because my parents cared about me, not because they wanted to control my life or make me feel like I just got dictators for parents that don't want me to have any fun. And that's society trying to say, hey, yeah, like you watch Disney and all these children's shows like we've talked about. You wonder where this rebellion and kids come from and this like lack of self-care. It's because these things are actually teaching your children and raising your children and implanting their ideologies and thoughts and, and into your kids' minds. And you as the parent are not driving that. Like I said, it's okay to use other resources and tools to teach your kids. We all do. That's part of life. But if you're solely dependent on the school system, the government, or even your daycare center to raise your child correctly and how you want them to be raised, it's, it's going to fail every out. single time. So yeah, man, I think it's we so both dangerous. just got, it's, it's so, so dangerous. And this isn't a knock on people that use daycare. Cause I understand you got to work, make money. You have well, to teach your kid at least it's even if you say two sentences of guidance to them, they will listen to you more than the school. And if you don't do any of it and you're just disciplining or you're just like, I'm not a parent, so I couldn't imagine, but I've seen parents that just iPhone when the kid's complaining, did you do your homework? I got to go work. It's, and then the only thing is, hey, don't do this, don't do that, right? And then the kids obviously hates his life at home, hates his life at school. They got no no other, and then they're being raised by the internet. They're opening the gateway for demons to just enter and take advantage, you know? Exactly. Like, our minds are so impressionable. And like I said, with the other recordings we do, we expose this, like, subliminal messaging and, like, talking about things that, if you let your kids watch this, it's programming your kid. There's a reason they call it paid programming. Why do you think the news the news has not changed the, the title of what they're doing? Because they want you to know so that when you like wonder what's going on in our society, how did it get this way? What what happened? We were programmed. Programmed. <laughs> and, and you paid for it. <laughs> it it's so wild. Yeah. Is once it clicks, 
everything will make sense. And once you like get one snag bit of truth, it'll cling on to you until you explore it to the nth degree until you exhaust every bit of information you could absorb on that. And then you move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And quickly you'll, you'll gain this ability to just realize how much people are asleep at the wheel. Like you said, paid programming. If I told that to a friend who, if I explained to him what paid programming is, he'd be like, oh no, that just means that it's a TV show. It's no, you are making that assumption, right? But in reality, because you are lacking discipline, the people who build empires and TV shows and antennas and own refineries, and these are all the same people. They have absolute discipline in the way they carry out their kingdom. And it is a kingdom. And the kings want you to be fighting within the system so you never can be free of it. And they don't even hate you for being free of it either. Just don't challenge them. That's it, right? I like to tie everything back into the Bible or what the Bible has been trying to tell us. Because a lot of people are like, the Bible just controls you or wants to make you a certain way. But it's actually just trying to expose to you, this world is wicked. And when you say utopia is coming, yeah, that's Christ's utopia. But man's utopia is always about control and always about deception and trying to make a buck. I hate to say it, but that's ultimately what man mostly cares about. If you throw a million dollars in most people's face, they're going to completely forget about their morals and everything else. That's why God says the love of money is the root of all evil and not money. So it doesn't matter if you're rich or not. It just matters. Are you willing to do some really messed up and perverted things and and some shady things to other people in order to gain or obtain or keep the riches? It's like the lack of knowledge. And so actually in Hosea 4, 6, the Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have also forgotten the law of your God, I'll also forget your children. So see, that's not God saying, oh, I'm just going to abandon you. But if you continue down a path of saying, like your friend said, oh no, that's just a TV thing. Your lack of understanding doesn't justify you trying to defend what it's actually doing. You know what I mean? And see that lack of knowledge is ultimately what's going to get him caught into a trap or any other person in this life. Lack of knowledge. Okay. Lack of knowledge in all things, not just uh, I don't know the Bible or I don't know that like it's lack of knowledge in the pursuit of knowledge. Education, very important, but if, it you're, solely, if yeah. you're solely relying on the system of education and the idea of education to make a good human, we've got a lot of messed up, educated Harvard grads, a.k.a. Jeffrey Epstein. Quickly finish the journey of sorry, education. Yeah, sorry. In biology, I'm acing my classes. I can't stay awake. I'm literally passing out in the middle of the classroom. And this is college level of classes. It's not your standard high school where you could BS and get like a B, right? These things require effort and studying outside to get the grade. Okay, so I can't stay awake. I'm like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I can't even tolerate a a lecture on this. Why do I care how to name bacteria? So I changed my major from biology to organic chemistry. I'm acing my classes in organic chemistry. And at one point, like halfway into the uh, semester towards the end, like second year or something, I'm like, wait a minute, how do you know any of this is happening that the like you're we're memorizing formulas and reactions and what ele- happens to an electron and how it shifts the energy states and how these molecules are made. How do you know that's going to happen? How do you know it's happening? There is no answer. <laughs> it's oh, we can freeze an intermediary and try to analyze it. So this is just a make-believe theory. There is no real answer to your organic chemistry other than it simply is, and this is your best 
theory. So it's not even a fact, right? While I'm doing this, I'm taking calculus two and three. And my guidance counselor is like, you don't have to do this. I'm like, this is an easy class. And it's like, calculus is easy. I'm like, hey, you're going to give me three credits for it. And this shit's fun. So I'm having a blast doing calculus and physics that has nothing to do with my major. And then once again, I hit a certain point in the curriculum where it's like, even in physics, you start going into, it's like you study more about the electrons and how it works in circuits and things like that. And it's, they never teach you how to make your own circuit. They just tell you how to calculate how many electrons are, but that will never be useful to you ever. Like you're not doing spec engineering to specs. Right. Even as a machinist, you have a tolerance. That's what matters is the tolerance. Are you within the tolerance? Like, if ever I made a medical screw, you didn't have to be right on 0. 0.06 or whatever the tiny increment was. You got to be within 0. 0.3, you know? Right. When you're dealing with regulation and criterias for... Basically, I think what they're doing is they give you such a small threshold, obviously, to maintain quality, but to also like red tape the machinery to make it a markup so they can hire more engineers, so they can charge more for the thing, so they can charge more for the screws, so they can charge more for the surgery. So it's like a whole top-down system of just funneling money. And the purpose of this is to prop up an illusion-based system. And that illusion-based system is everybody coming out of that college. And I can tell you this, that when you graduate from a prestigious school and you apply for a job and you get a fortune 500 thing and a CEO of a company that like there's people who've earned their money and they know the value of their money and they know what it can buy. They know how much they can pay somebody for a job. Right. Okay. That's like your first generation made it money kind of guy. Right. I know how much I can pay a landscaper and I'm willing to do a plus minus threshold because I'm second generation, my parents will be like, no, we're going to find another guy who will charge us only this much money, right? right? Because they earned it themselves, they have a value for it. But if you're just given $400,000 a year to do financing for a Fortune 500 company as a manager and you've never done stocks yourself, like you have no idea what money is. You have no idea what the value of money is. Correct. <laughs> and all you're going to look for is prestige. Like the whole system funnels pride and prestige. So anyways, I finished community college. I went to Rutgers and I tried to do anatomy as my major and almost graduated there. So I studied and then I didn't finish that bachelor's degree in kinesiology. Okay. But I know every muscle in the body. And I was like, I can't, you're going to tell me now I need to study for one more full year. And I already can name every muscle and bone. I can draw it to you better than the textbook can illustrate. If you take a look at my notes, I can print a textbook with these notes. Okay. And you're telling me there's still a year and a half more of studying here. I can master four more things. Right. And so in that time I built my website, I learned how to program. We're going through a final phase here where we're going to make a highly polished version on the full launch beta. Right now we're in like alpha phase. Like I built all the background features that only admins and creators can see. So that's like thousands of lines of code. But in the for the front end user, I didn't develop much. So that's going to be the final version is we're going to have all of the features for the front end. My goal is to go into mechanical engineering. I'll go to law school so I can sue the shit out of government. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do mechanical engineering so I can design solutions for people that are free, cheap, and ineffective. A buddy of mine was telling me, an eight-year-old Amish kid he met one day 
would go out every day, hunt rabbits, which means he knew the biology of the area, okay? He would shoot the rabbits if he could, which means he, had, he was proficient in a weapon. Most adult men are not. Okay, and then he would manage the traps, which requires a level of engineering. Yes, he may not know the force per tooth value, but he definitely knows what a spring tension, where to get a spring, how to fix the chain, like what a link, like he knows how to build a trap. It's clearly, it's a very like niche type of mechanical engineering, but he still knows a level of mechanical engineering. He probably knows what a tractor looks like and how to fix an axle. I have no idea what the hell an axle is. <laughs> okay. Then he skins the rabbit. And so that is anatomy, right? And he knows the disease. So he knows some biology and medicine because you don't want a diseased rabbit or something that's fit, right? And then you skin the rabbit and you treat it. And so that's chemistry, the chemicals. You turn it into a purse, textiles and crafts. Okay. And then they sell it to China on the international markets, finance and business. And this is an eight-year-old farmer Amish kid. When you really break stuff down, even something as simple as that, this is why I say it's the mad world because there's so many hoops and hurdles now about getting to this place of what we want to think is utopia that so many regulations, so many things just to keep a thumb on people, which there's obviously there's very good things that come from regulating things. But when you really break down why they have all these systems in place, it's just to lose the person that's maybe looking into the things. Your average Joe is not going to go and do know what you just said. You know what I mean? Most people just they go to the store and they buy the product and they don't care where it came from, don't how it was made. About it. It's people, they don't, they don't stop to think about it, but I think it's more dangerous is the people who make good money that, that do not validate the eight year old Amish kids intelligence yeah. and they value a high honor roll in elementary school. Exactly. It's like that eight year old kid probably knows how to make an LLC. And actually, I don't know what the, is it, is the Amish the ones that don't use electricity? Yeah. You see some, videos on youtube now and they like making tiktok so i'm not sure <laughs> where uh, the amish commit everything's becoming progressive everything uh, but yes traditionally from what i know about amish people and i don't know much about them but they're very old school and usually biblically based which seems a little bit radical to cut yourself up. but at the same time these people do live more simpler lives and they learn skills that actually can take them further even into the progressive world because they're honing in and they're teaching their children that like, hey, things just don't appear out of thin air. You have to work hard from it. You have to understand how things work. You know what I mean? So I think that's where people can get on with the Amish community is that they're just trying to cut out all of the BS. That's why they don't let their kids watch TV and stuff because they're like, what value is it providing A, to the clan, to, to the tribe? Yes, nothing. Or B, what is it doing for the child? Like ultimately, is the kid watching 10 hours of SpongeBob better than him learning how to yeah, Bro, hunt, hunt and fish? And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I watched a lot of SpongeBob dude, growing up. I'm not dogging. Sponge, <laughs> I think the reason I like this kid, because I've always been an old soul and I could just tell right away that it was like, not just a kid show, like they have some pretty risque material in there. And I think that is because as a parent now, even though you don't want to stick your kid, you can't really just put on your favorite movie or TV show when your kid's out and about. You're like you have to put something somewhat mm -hmm. like this. It's more time, subtle though with SpongeBob, right? Oh, it's very subtle, but it's actually very in your face too. There's actually an episode and I've actually exposed this on my Instagram where Squidward, he's like miserable. And the only thing that makes him happy is he's part of this society, okay? And it's, it's got the one eye and he drives to the temple and SpongeBob and Patrick actually follow him there. This first clarinet thing? 
No, it's this, it's this secret society of, no of squids. Yeah, squids. Okay. And they meet up and they talk about all these traditions and rituals. And so Patrick and SpongeBob actually infiltrate and get into there. And they're like, nobody's ever seen what we've done in here for thousands of years. And so they actually, they kick out Squidward from the club. And so Squidward's just really upset at SpongeBob and Patrick. And that's another thing. Squidward's the most depressed character probably ever projected in (laughs) children's TV shows. (laughs) Other than I think the, the donkey from Winnie the Pooh. And that whale was disturbing to me. And then you even, you, you, SpongeBob is actually really crazy. And there's a reason it hits so hard is so many subtle yet, so many out in the open things that I think even adults were able to be like, Hey, you know what? I enjoy this. Cause I see the like adult humor they've added into it, but that's not good because it's directly made for quote children. So if if yeah. it's made for adults, then we understand, Hey, we're there. We're trying to be a little bit edgy, but putting secret societies in the, and then they like, seriously, it, it's a pretty crazy episode. And they only got a few every once in a while that are like that. It's not like it hit you in the face every time the clip that I made with the Teen Titans. They literally discover this Illuminati bot that's, hey, send the, we'll stop the New World Order. We'll take our lizard people out of Congress. And it's just like, why is this in a child's cartoon? You know what I mean? Yeah. What exactly is the Clearly. intention of putting stuff like that? Is it to make the kid numb so that if he understands that, oh, th- there's actually something to this regardless of the conspiracy. I seen that in Teen Titans when I was six. So it's nothing. It, is that what's going on in our cartoons? And it's, it is very dangerous. It's very dangerous what they, these cartoons are doing. We just have a deep level of discernment with everything that we're engaged in, but especially like the things that our kids are involved in, including education, learning, and the shows that they are molded by as they grow up. Because I think you'd mentioned it last time we recorded, it should be like 70, 30 what the parent gets with the kid but you really by seven years old is a kid really care what their parent think not saying they don't but they stop like out of the time that your kid has spent with you learning things versus the internet versus school and it's you're like zero yeah you're at a huge disadvantage yeah you're at a huge disadvantage so this is why eventually i want to even get to where like the philosophy that my parents had dude they were telling me about crazy stuff at nine years old because they knew they weren't trying to hide the world from me they were trying to prepare me for it that's the difference with a lot of parents today. And even in the Christian community, we're so quick to hide the sins and the bad things of the world that are evil. And even right now with this cancel culture, we got to take out this out of the history text. There's a reason you don't take that stuff away from society. And, and the future is because it's meant to be learned from. Nobody knows what the Holocaust was or even all these genocides that happened all over the world throughout history. Anytime anybody got in an argument, they we would just be saying, let's just go slaughter them all and just conquer them. You know? I mean, we, yeah. we wouldn't be at even where we're at now. Let's take a thought about what we're actually doing or what we're trying to expose or do and use logic and love and all these other things that which are great. But there's just this disconnect of how things really are and how things are shaped to be in our world. If you really don't know what's going on with this darkness that me and you and many others are trying to expose right now. So I think that's why people are so gravitated towards people like me and you right now that are like coming into this space and making content like this is because people are sick of being lied to or feeling manipulated or feeling, Hey, there's not really many people I can fully trust to tell me, Hey, this is just how it is. And everybody will have their subjective truth. That's free will. But at the end of the day, truth no, does but that's exist. The thing is, is truth truth exists. Subjective. Yeah. And by the way, it's, it's so I often like, I think I, one of the things I run into is 
people just don't care. I don't have Netflix and I don't watch Netflix, but I know Netflix did a series on conspiracy theories. And so I think what happens is when Netflix made a conspiracy theory documentary series, they probably dramatized it, which screws up your attention span to listen to people who don't have millions of dollars in production value, who are sitting there giving you truth, but you have to sit there and silence and observe versus being constantly mesmerized by scene changes and audio orchestra and dim lighting and a British accent. And I think it glamorized it. So the truth is harder to find appealing. But the benefit here is, look, there is a satanic system, but fine, go make your money, go do your thing. But the important thing is, are you going to be aware that when the FDA approves canola oil in your food that you will not have it in your diet on your diet? Just because it's legally digestible doesn't mean that it's healthy to eat. It's healthy enough to eat, but it does not mean you should be eating it at all. Now, are you going to be smart enough to realize that? Are you going to be smart enough to realize that when 9-11 is happening and as the towers are collapsing, that you're not going to fall for blaming the Middle East for it? I was in third grade. I was not exactly. smart for it, right? I was a child. We Although children, it did exactly. confuse me a little bit as of to course. how a box cutter affected a plane. There's I was a lot of, yeah. Pretty there. confused at that story. And how they found passports that were completely unburnt, but they oh, don't yeah. find the, These are the then they don't find the black box. They from don't... New Jersey. So from New Jersey, everybody felt like the, I guess the boomers and the emotionally weak men felt personally like a family member had died from 9-11 because they just drew, they drew out the ceremony for like months to make sure everybody's weeping or feeling solemn about it. So then they can all accept to go bomb innocent people across and that's obviously a huge part of it. Just it's just what's being pushed in the world right now is this un unification of look, we all have one common enemy right now, and that's terrorism. And see, that's why you can't put a face on terrorism and why you can have an ever-ending war, no matter where the terrorism occurs in, in America, too, with these school shootings and all the other stuff. And so that label was just the essence of what 9-11 created from being, oh, we're in a war versus terror. And so this now allowed the government to to insert the the most nefarious part and the most diabolical whole thing of 9-11 which was the patriot act okay the patriot act is ultimately was the plan and the goal for 9-11 and that's where a lot of people want to argue whatever whoever whatever however 9-11 happened the patriot act came from that and that literally pretty much destroyed the united states in the sense of any privacy or security that you had is completely gone now because the government if they have any suspicion over what you're doing what you're looking up online or this or that now they can just completely take away all of your sense of privacy or secrets not that secrets are always bad but I don't want the government prying in me or being able to just open It's not my even emails. governments. It's like corporations. Private cor too. Yeah, it's corporate. Right? It's it's like, have it's you ever under thought about what Verizon is? That's like the military. Like, how far exactly. is Verizon from the military? Exactly. Who can, so who can build mountain sized antennas? You need to have steel refineries. You got to have <laughs> literally military grade logging equipment. You got to have access to surveying and airplanes and all these like deep, like you got to map the deep surfaces. Who's giving them all that info? 
exactly. This is basically the military's horizon. <laughs> and you look at and you look at the streets when you look at the Google Earth of the streets in Washington D.C. and there's a huge owl built into the streets and all these like crazy pagan sat- satanic Freemasonic symbols and people are like, yeah, that's a little weird, but it's just what coincidence. Like, you think they laid the roads like that in, in that precise? Isn't with- Drake like the singer have an owl as a logo? Yeah, the other reason they use the owl is because they operate at nice. That's why they use that symbol as a representation of how they work. They, they'll sleep during the day and that you'll never see how they work at, during the day. They'll just be nice little white sheep that are part of society and whatever they're pushing during the day. But when they go and they do the work at night with their little demons, they're, they're the right. watchers. So that's actually why the owl is a representation for the Illuminati or whatever these secret societies, because the owl is very smart. You don't want to mess with an owl. An owl is a very intelligent predator that is ready to attack at nighttime because that's how it operates and that's how it works. And so the whole representation of these symbols and stuff exactly is just, this is how we operate. And if you don't know the background or the understanding or the knowledge, then you're just going to look at it and say, it's just a coincidence or it's just another thing that is meant to make you think one way, but it's actually representing another. And so that's why the world is crazy and why truth is objective. Like you said, is because someone can look at those Google earth things and and still not accept like what we're saying here that they made these plans. They had to lay them out. They flew planes over that area to make sure, how are we going to do this? And that, when was that bill? So that means they had this technology and they always actually, (laughs) it actually gets me every time I go through a freaking tunnel right in the middle of a mountain. I'm like, when was this tunnel bill? Exactly. But it's just really crazy to think how many years ago, how did they get these tunnels to go straight through these mountains? You know what I mean? And then people to think that they haven't, gone underground and we know this is the truth so that's the thing these elite people they have a deeper level of understanding because the resources and the education and the things that they're actually holding from the public because it's it's like at the races uh, with the dogs the dog is a smart animal yet it's so stupid because as soon as you put it in the cage and then put a little rabbit to run around the track the dog just now goes to its instinct and says this is what i do i chase the rabbit you know what i mean so that's why they can fool the dog the dog isn't stupid it's just that they know the owners or the race people know no, this gets the this gets the dog going and we need the dog going and so that's like workers and people that we have the beehive mentality you got the queen yeah. bee or you've got the system that that makes the hive or sits on the hive throne and now it's got all of its little workers but it needs to keep the workers motivated because if the workers and we aren't doing the things that they've funneled down to us through all these deceptions they can't get their plans done either so see that's what's really nefarious about it is they will lead you down a path and give you a few cookies down the way to keep you motivated. A little bonus here and that, oh, here's a retirement plan. Like all these things that are nice, but they just give this false sense of reality and security and peace in a way because they're just hiding the the ultimate fact that we're making a lot more money off your work and your back than we're telling you. And that's that's the <laughs> way, problem. Way too much. And people are like, but they get lulled into that sense of I'm making good money, so I whatever I can pay for my X amount of that like ha- X amount of house size and whatever car and whatever lifestyle. And I'm and a lot of people are living in comfort and they don't realize how much. It's not even just like when I like lately I've been getting this like I know you said the love of money is the root of evil, right? right. But when you really observe it, oh, I don't love money. So it is such a nano. It, it's like there is the greed and the 
deep desire to just pile money, but even just for the little tingle of, oh, I made $10,000 this month, that little tingle you get, that in itself it, it, it is, you have to really practice on observing your emotion yeah. and your behavior and you will realize just how much you do love your money. People who are like, one of my biggest audience I want to capture is the middle class and they yeah. are asleep at the wheel because they get to go on their vacations with their family and they'll like a boat and go, go on, get a vacation home. And like these people are able to afford this, but they don't realize the deep importance of understanding the truth because the difference is there's a saying, fam, wealth does not last more than three generations. Okay. And that's like what you've piled up, your grandchildren are probably going to squander it. Or is it your great-grandchildren? Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be gone. That's funny you say that. This is why I can go back to the Bible with everything. The Bible has told, man, how it really is. And actually, that's how I became a Christian was the first person I really started researching in the Bible was King Solomon. And do you know who King Solomon? I'm just asking as a new Christian. Is that the guy that you told me that tried to kill the firstborn child? King Solomon is David's son, King David. Okay. And King David it was a ruler of Israel. King David's actually the most special ruler because it says in the Bible that David was a man after God's heart. Like he was, he wrote the book of Psalms and he was always writing. He was always walking around with his harp and just singing for the Lord. And everybody knew this is a man that's just chasing God. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what's going on. He's the one that de defeated Goliath as a young man. Right. You had all the old, the big soldiers and the, all the adults. And they were saying, we're so afraid of this giant over here because he's just going to smash us. And David, I've got the Lord and it doesn't matter. And like, boy, you're going to, you're going to get yourself killed. And he goes, watch. And yeah, he just flung a rock, but it wasn't him. It was God. So God was using him to bring on more of the grace and the trueness of what Jesus, ultimately it, it all leads to Jesus. But so David is the father of King Solomon, which if you read the story of David and how that all came about and how Solomon came about, David did a terrible sin. What he did, and this is the man that will rule Jesus, just so you know, when people talk about, oh, we have to call out this sin or that sin or tell people, if we read about the story of David, I'm not sure there's too many Christians nowadays that have ever even committed a sin such as he did. And this was before Jesus, because this is more getting into what I'm here to do, which is teach, look, we've got the Old Testament of the Bible, which is how mankind used to be. People used to live till a lot longer. A hundred wasn't even old, live until hundreds of years old before the flood. And we're developing information. We're creating civilizations. We're breeding this and that. And we've got this war going on, tribal war, all this resource whatever, and theology, we got all these wars occurring with the, with man and how long we're living. And God just said, yeah, it's becoming a bit perverted because of how smart and we've got the free will. And so ultimately King Solomon was the greatest ruler, like not greatest, but he had so much wealth because he got the kingdom from his father and he was able to build the temple. And this is more deeper biblical history. And when you read into it, David didn't get built the temple because of the sin that he had committed against God. He pretty much had a man killed. He screwed another man's wife that was in his army, got her pregnant. And then he tried to bring the man back from battle and was like, Hey, you've been doing a good job. So go sleep with your wife. And the guys, I can't do that. That's the most dishonorable thing I could do while all my soldiers and friends are out at battle. I'm just going to go and lay with my wife and have a good time now. And so this man was actually a good man and was like, I, I just can't, even at the King's decree, I, I just can't do what you're asking me. And so ultimately because of what David had done and got her pregnant and knew he did, he took the man 
and he had him put on the front line and then abandoned him and had him killed on in, in the battlefield dude that, that that's, that's this is these are the men of the bible which help write the bible and push the bible but you look at their sins and even what they were engaged in not good it's not good and so king solomon to get back to the point he, he ended up obtaining all of david's riches and all of his wealth all of his power and the first prayer that that king solomon actually prayed for was wisdom it wasn't riches it wasn't to continue to be a powerful king it was wisdom okay and so the lord found favor upon that and so he blessed solomon because if you're wise then you can be given lots of different things because like you said what's happening in our world today isn't that rich people are bad it's that they knowingly know with their resources they've been blessed or given or obtained through whatever whether that be family generational wealth or you made a business or even you made a big on whatever investment if you're actively and knowingly causing people to stumble and knowing that we're unknowingly too. Solomon ended up being a pervert. He he had enough women to sleep with like a, a new one every single day. He got into the Kabbalah. He got into dark stuff. But at the end of his life, like you said, generational wealth never lasts even in great, rich, powerful families because the kids end up not knowing or seeing how they obtain that wealth or getting the knowledge of, hey, this is how you keep recurring wealth and this is the this, the recipe to success. Because as modern times go on, things get easier. You don't have to work as hard as we're seeing today. Things get automated or whatever. You get more people. And so Solomon, at the end of his life, after having wisdom young, getting super rich and powerful and literally he was one of the most powerful and most rich kings ever and the the things that he did. But at the end of his life in the Bible, it says, this is all vain. And you need to understand this as I'm writing this to you for history. Everybody knows my name right now. I'm King Solomon. Everybody knows who I am. The whole world knows who I am. But eventually soon, my name won't even be mentioned in the history books because it will mean nothing. It will mean nothing to anybody down the line because all of these riches, all of these things that I was involved in were vain. They're dust in the wind. He literally calls his life dust in the wind Yeah. because he said, it's not going to stick. Like no matter how powerful, yeah. I am literally the most powerful man on earth right now. Every single person, if they see me, they will start bowing and worshiping, knowing my power. It's not going to last. So I read that as a new Christian. I was like, so what could I potentially do on this earth, no matter how much power, no matter what kind of business, no matter how many generations of bit success I, I am able to get put into my family, eventually it's going to run dry because there's going to be that disconnect of who cares what my great grandfather did. I don't care what he did. This is the times now. And based off of this, so it's true, bro. You talking the way about you about money is the truth because people are so quick to build this wealth for their kids. But they're forgetting about the interaction and the time with their kids. And if you die, you just left your kids a million dollars, but no pictures on the wall or no family vacations or the things that oh, actually yeah. matter. So you know what I'm saying? Like some, these, some rich people, their kids, like they go through divorces, their kid turns to drugs and it's gone within that generation. Exactly. It doesn't even last the second. We all met a friend that got you know? a bunch of money and then ended up like pissing it away. And you're just like, what? why didn't you start a business or something? But they didn't care because they really weren't taught. They didn't have the influence of their father's drive. And hey, son, I want the you to come demons, down here. Man, the demons crawled in and they took it's over. They, man. Exactly. And, and it's this <laughs> false sense of security that we are all under in life saying, I've got so much time to do what I want, or I've got time to fix this. It's right now. I tell people live for today and what you've got today and the opportunity you got today, that'll make tomorrow better. Because if you're working today towards a future and, and being mindful about that, the things you're working towards, then your future will be good, especially if you put God into the mix. 
Christians are supposed to fight. They're supposed to draw the line in the sand and say, hey, this is what Jesus said and God said to do. And I ain't bending on that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to, I'm not going to accept perversion. I'm not going to accept these demons into my household. We're all tempted, but to let that crap into your life and into your children's life is just going to cause problems. And that's ultimately what the Bible literally from the beginning when man fell to the end, when, you know, we are in the utopia with Jesus and he's ruling on earth. It's because our lack of knowledge and, and, and our willing to, to be deceived and say, it doesn't really affect me or my life. So I don't care. That is the biggest issue we're seeing in the modern world is does it affect me right now? No. Okay. It's not yeah, really worth my it's time. It's not Yes. Oh, my kid's doing good. He's now in private school and he's getting good grades. And look at all the other kids. Their their lives are going to shit. Oh, look, we're not like Timmy over here. He throws parties all the time. And we're not Jacob over here who's doing meth or drugs or this kid's like constantly getting into fights. This one's rested. Mine is a high honor student. It's like you don't realize to also put that much pressure. It's like what you're doing is you're crippling your kid's ability to function in the world when all you do is emphasize education to a certain level. And by the way, it's we're talking about three generations to lose your wealth. It's accelerating and it's getting to the point where it's two generations now it's like you think you did everything right in your life and there will be no second, third generation. And then now that carries on into ego and pride and that's no, like it's such a snowballing effect um, when society needs to roll this back where, okay, I'd rather wrestle with the demons that are like, should I buy a water distiller or should I buy a Brita? Like these are the demons I want to wrestle, okay? <laughs> should I eat organic at the store yeah. or should I not buy organic? Yeah. Exactly. I, I, oh. I, like I don't want to be the one where it's, am I going to watch another episode, binge this, not do work, don't eat right, don't go to the gym, not clean the house, neglect my dog. For These are all horrible things. You want to get to the point where you're like, hmm, like uh, which water filter is the least degenerate one to pick, you know? <laughs> yeah, and exactly. <laughs> And then imagine what you can build with that. If everyone's like, hey, I'm not going to spend, I don't know how much a Brita is, seemed like a scam to me. It's not cheap. It's, it's the filter. It's not the, the device. It's when you have to rebuy the filters. They get and, you and with they, that, right? Yeah, they get you with the filter. Just like with the iPhones and stuff. You don't think they've got like, the but iPhone but, but 20 you know ready to go? Filter, right? It's. You I know, think it's just sand. It's like they, they do fine sand, coarse grain sand, and then charcoal and then they put a coffee filter. I think that's how you make any type of water filter. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's like a, yeah, it's pretty basic. You can make your own filters exactly. And at the end of the day, people buy stuff for convenience because nobody wants to build a charcoal filter. You know what I mean? Be like this weekend, but you could. From the company, I don't know who makes Brita, but when they hire a satanic celebrity to advertise it, <laughs> it makes you want to be like, I definitely want clean water, but not from this guy. Then you go and you research how to make your own filter. And if you have money, you should be telling your kids to learn how to do things instead of spending money to buy it. You want to make a phone? How about you buy a screen from Alibaba and you buy a cookie board and a, and a smart raspberry pie and you build your own figure out how a touchscreen works oh you cracked your phone how about i buy you a heating gun and the glass like you have if you have an abundance of resource yes. whether they admit it or not because i went to india recently there are people that have two pairs of shirt and they have a missing hip and they still find ways to cut back okay and they're making like three dollars a day like I three dollars to feed yourself water, electricity, clothing, travel, and you had three dollars. How far can you 
like you probably couldn't make it out the door. <laughs> You'd be like, I can't get Starbucks on this trip. I got a DoorDash the Starbucks here. That's fifteen bucks. <laughs> that is that guy will work in the mine factory for a week for fifteen dollars. <laughs> exactly. This has been a great interview, and everybody listening. Look, what we're talking about here and the things that we're exposing, even the little tangents we get on, this is to just put the thoughts into your mind that, hey, the perception of what the world tells you how to think or what you should look at or how you should feel about something isn't necessarily right. And it's your job to to investigate. It's your job to see and hear what you want to hear. It's your job to make the choice of is this profitable in my life and for society and for my family or is it not? At the end of the day, we all have a choice to say yes or no. And a lot of people want to dance around in the gray area or, or sit on the fence. But I hate to tell you all, the fence belongs to Satan. There is no fence with Jesus. There's no gray area. You got to pick a side. To sit on anyways, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like who wants on the fence? But but a lot of people want to sit there, even Christians. And so that's why I'm getting into the space I where I started. Sinners, man. It's make a They're decision, man. God, us or you know, against us. It's you know what God actually calls them lukewarm in the Bible? And he says, that if you're lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. What that means is you're the most disgusting because who likes lukewarm water? You like that water that's been sitting room temp, but then had the sun sitting on it for just a little bit, like through the glass. Oh, and you go to take yeah. a drink of it and you didn't realize that the sun was actually making it warmer. I don't mind room temp water, but when it gets a little bit lukewarm, that didn't taste good. That didn't like satisfy the my thirst. Exactly. It almost tastes terrible. That's what a a lukewarm Christian or anybody in life that just wants to dance, say, I'm just here to not make waves. Then good thing Jesus is God and came to make a lot of waves because if he didn't, he was a fence hitter. We wouldn't be saved right now. We wouldn't have this ability to make these hard quote unquote truths available to people that, Hey, you got to pick. You can't just dance with the devil and say, I hate the devil. I'll dance with him three nights a week. No, we all unfortunately <laughs> have fallen to the devil and that That's generational true. sin. But this point in history where we're at with even the church, religion, society, everybody just wants to dance around the, the hard issues because it's not fun. It's not fun to get called out. It's not fun to get reamed. Even I'm a very small content creator and I've made a couple risque posts or said things or gone onto other people's spaces and called them out. Bro, the amount of attacks that you get, it's not fun. So I can see why people don't want to engage or waste their time because it really is not really that fruitful to fight or argue. And that's not what I'm here to do. But if somebody's pushing something and they've got a huge following, it's important to also call that person out or expose some whole- people with huge followings, man. They, they're like 5% on the truth. And this is like the only thing they have is at 5%. Honestly, and, bro, it's like 99. And, 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 and then there's that 1%. Like, it's and- so wild. Exactly. It's even worse than that because he's Satan so in the beginning. He said, when he said to Eve, he said, surely you won't die, but you'll be like God. So see, he told a half truth with a half lie. He almost said, you won't die as soon as you eat this fruit or whatever that represents. But he knew that it would end up killing her. But see, he convinced her. He said, this is actually not going to do what God said it did. And she ate it and she didn't die right away, did she? So see, he didn't lie to her completely. He just said, you won't die, but he said, but you will I die eventually. The so that's the first lie is that we can be God. Yes, Satan, <laughs> yes. That was the first court system of God said not do it. Oh, no, you got it all wrong, sister. And yeah. she goes, oh, and then here we are. So yeah, we just can't allow this perversion to continue to enter into our spaces 
or these big spaces. And we have to be careful about who we follow, what we listen to. And if you haven't researched or, or dug in what the person's about or what they believe, even with me, I want people to go to my Instagram and be like, what is this guy about? And some people are gonna be like, he's just a crazy fool po- preaching about crazy stuff. And they may hear words or whatever it is. They're so keen to pull those sticks from my eye, but they don't realize they got a log in their own. Let's stop yeah. judging everybody so much and let's hear their perspective and their story. And then maybe we can help them say, hey, this is where some error is occurring, not because you're stupid, but because maybe you just haven't taken the time to actually study it on a deeper level to gain a better understanding. And that's ultimately what Watchman Inc. is here to do is to help people not only see things in a different light, but to gain a better understanding so that they can make a positive type of decision. Hey, is this fruitful for my life? Is it going to make me happier or is it going to help my relationship with God? If everyone had a relationship with God, they would have a purpose and they would have an objective duty and they would never have a question about what to do, feel misdirected, depressed, like in a prison because every moment of your free time will go towards your purpose. Like every one of my moments of free time right now is I program my site. I could go out. Exactly. I could go out to the bars. I could, yeah. and I'm a single dude. I should go out and have fun. I'm going to actually just, I'm just going to keep no lifing it. And people are going to think it's no lifing it, but there is, there's a greater purpose and a greater reward. Like he just said, our free time matters to us with what are we going to do with it? Like I could have met him and be like, Hey, what's your PlayStation? And I love playing video games and all that. And I could be like, Hey, let's just get on and play call of duty or whatever the video game is saying, waste four hours. But me and this guy, instead of wasting time, we say with this free time, even though we're not getting paid, we're not paying each other, we're just trying to help each other grow in this like movement of truth. We both have come to the agreements. That's what matters most is taking our time and trying to better the world. Even if it doesn't necessarily seem profitable, it makes a difference. And there's always one person that will hear these truths or see these people like us working hard and that will motivate them. And then that's how you get an army raised. It just takes one little spark, just like in a forest, the lightning just hits the, the, the dry grass. And then all of a sudden the fire grows into the trees. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily that a yeah. big raging fire has to hit. It's just a small spark. So that's what we're here to do, people. We're here to provide that spark of exposure, but also motivation. So I want him to explain his website because I am going to be helping people if they need to take things from what we're saying, like during these podcasts or during these recordings and say, where can I go search for this myself? Where can I see these things that you're talking about? Or where can I see examples? This is what truther.tv is all about and why he's doing what he's doing is because he truly believes that this is going to change the world. He wants to provide a platform for people to feel like you're in control. He's the creator. I may help push some content, but at the end of the day, you're the one that types in truther.tv in your web browser and goes to it and then wants to click on the things that he's been working very hard on to build for everybody and for anybody. He's not asking for anything other than right, other than support and just feedback because it's all new to us, even us right now making this content. We're going to get a lot better at this. We're going to continue to make great content and push a lot of really awesome stuff on the public. But this website truly is going to be a game changer. And I think there's nothing like it in this space right now, like this truth movement space. Like everybody's got an Instagram. Everyone's got a Twitter. Everyone's got this or that. But nobody, not at least what I've seen, and I'm pretty deep into this stuff has started to create something like this. And so I told my audience that I wanted to make a map of all the dots and the connections and the things that are like 
happening in our world and how they relate to this other area of life. Because everything, as I've said in my podcast and my Instagram or wherever I've been at, is connected. Everything is truly connected. You just have to take the time to see those connections and go through the layering like a cake. You know what I mean? Everything's layered. Okay. And sometimes you like start here and you got to go through these layers to get here at the nasty, gritty stuff. Okay. So with that, truther.tv is a movement, is a purpose. And, and I really am excited. And that's why I wanted to make an episode directly about him talking about what he's doing with the website is because I want everybody to know I'm not the only one in this space motivated right now. There's tons of other people, not only that I'm connected with now, but in this life and in this world and people maybe even listen to it. If you're motivated and you want to be a part of something and you want to even just feel like, Hey, I want to make society better. I want my kids to have a future. I want my kids to have a safe future. I want, you know, my future to be safe and, you know, prosperous, but if we don't all start working together to expose this stuff or having the resources and everybody just wants to keep canceling or deleting, we're never going to get anywhere. Explain what your motivation of or your goal for the website or things that you're working on right now or where you want to be at. Background is I study a lot of stuff in college. Didn't jive with me. I will be going back, but that's something different. So I'm programming this whole thing by myself as a self-taught programmer. Um, right now, uh, which is I, I had no programming background, experience, knowledge, no formal education in this. Um, it's just inspiration and deep desire and a purpose to build this platform is what has made it this far. Everything is from scratch here. Most of it, there's a few libraries, but that's n neither here nor there. But so I built this website from scratch right now. I am redeveloping the whole thing and optimizing it because the system got too big. And as somebody who's learning as I'm going, when the system gets too big, you have to optimize it, change some files around. I will have a final project where users can create accounts. You can leave comments. You can like, you can follow content creators that you like. The beautiful thing about my website is I can put content from other content creators. I'm not, it's going to compile videos that I believe are critical for people to watch on certain topics. And if you watch those videos for, and some of them are hard to find and search. So it's going to be a compilation of people that I think have good voices in the industry, good research, good, like all sorts of uh, amazing content creators. You will have the users who are content creators that I approve of that have the right message. You can subscribe to them. That will be coming soon with the subscriptions and the monthly things, which will mean that you can give direct support. The reason why I say subscriptions are coming means you can support the people that you want on the website. Or if they're not even on my website and they don't want to give me the time of day, but you like me and you like the platform, you can still Say you want to split split the subscription fee with their channel, and I will find a way to send it to them somehow, okay? Yeah. Like, I'm willing to do that. That's awesome because so, I feel privileged to get to know you because I don't need a website, but to know that you're even willing to take my content because you, quote, like you said, you believe in it or you think that it's beneficial to people. So it gives people like me. Anyways, you don't have to post on my site. I will compile the good voices that I think are there that need to come together. And everybody has their own platforms nowadays, and that's fine. I will just totally. link all the content together. And that's a one-stop shop where you're like, oh, I like this guy's analysis of this guy always analyzes TV shows. This guy makes always analyzes music. This guy does polished documentary. This guy does podcast. Well, you have it all of the good ones there and you don't have to filter through like 
false, I call them gatekeepers. Yes, but definitely. so once we get That's the subscription awesome. thing going, I will have a shop and high quality merchandise. And part of the shop will be like, hey, you're supposed to drink like from a copper pot every day in the morning. That's the first thing you're supposed to drink, right? Water from a copper pot that has been aligned with the magnetic rotation of the sun and the moon. I will sell copper pots. Silverware is sterile. I will sell silver spoons if I can get the connection for that distribution. And so the products in the shop will go to benefit you and they will be high quality. If I sell a water filter on my site, you will be able to self-repair it. There will be a video where I probably show you how to make your own water filter. You know what I mean? So so you don't have to use my water filter. You could buy my water filter. You can buy one and then make your own filter. Like these are the ideas I want to implement with the shop. So we're going to go and we're going to have the shop. Then when somewhere around there, we will have awesome DIY videos. I'm planning to buy some farmland and show the journey of how you can build a paradise on your land, if you live small, but you maximize your the, the land around you, you can build an oasis a- anywhere you live. As long as it's natural to the environment, right. it will function and thrive, and you can live free off that land. Granted, your state supports your right to be free, but... So we're going to have tons of awesome content. I One of the things I want to do is I want to analyze movies and point out the, the manipulation in scene-by-scene breakdown. Maybe we should do yeah, that. Th- that's right? something I want to do. Yeah, with everybody that knows what I'm doing, I'm really a movie buff, and that's not because I watch stuff, but because okay. I got the vision to see, like I said, when, when a message is being pushed, even in a child's cartoon, whatever it's it so is. Simple. It's, it's so simple. It's simple as exactly. a kid giving high-five to another kid in a Easy. manipulative scene in there. Because it's a um, formula that goes back way before yes. even to the garden and so yes yeah. i think we should do something like that because i think people would really like that we do a live watching of a film and not that we're necessarily watching the film together some people do movie nights but exactly we're watching it but we're breaking it down and being like look this is what the scene is actually talking about or what in real life it's trying to relate or you know what i mean i think people would really like that because most people even their favorite films they don't understand there might be heavily indoctrination in that film that you've watched 500 times uh-huh. you don't realize how it's actually kid in- watch it right yeah and There's you let your kids watch it and now up. you've got two exactly you've got two generations yeah. now of, of people in your family <laughs> that literally have clung onto this quote-unquote idea this and the movie. kid will internalize it that's the worst yes part. yes exactly. but anyways so we're going to analyze that's one thing i want to do is analyze movies tv shows news events i there is going to be a magazine or a book that I will be writing as I start compiling more articles on the site. So you will get to see those articles as I write them. But eventually, they, when you have a lot, vast amount of work, you can divide it into chapters and then you can make it into print. So we're going to be doing magazines and books. Let's see. There's going to be a section where I'm going to restudy psychology from a God perspective and not from a secular perspective modern psychology is from a secular mechanical perspective which is flawed it is i call it the price of sin but like everything it's nothing is new under the sun the real word from greek is like harmatology or something the study of sin i call it the price of sin but study psychology with spirit involved and it is almost scientific the results you can get let's see here and while i'm doing this i'll be going to engineering school and then i by the time we're closer towards the latter part of what i just rattled off i'll probably be applying for law school and i will be sharing you each and every curriculum and book and course that happens in law school so we can be free from 
the tyranny of the legal and court system and learn how to use our own politics for us. But it's a lot of stuff. And and listen, it's you don't have to make an account now. You don't have to follow my Instagram. But I'm not a sellout. I value people who were there from day one. So right. if you're going to come to me four years from now when things are rolling and you're like, oh, I like your work, I'm going to be like, where were you? Exactly. <laughs> you want to be the first 10 followers because yes, then I do. will know you, right? Exactly. And that's and, a fun and, journey. And that's what's more fun about what I'm doing right now too. And even just, I just created all the stuff to drop, you know, I'm wearing pretty much, this is producing content for the Watchman Inc, which I created. I have a vision and I just want to get into that a little bit. The vision from Watchman Inc is the idea behind being a watchman is that when you're in a kingdom, you obviously have walls and then you would set a watchman at the tower because what would he, his job would solely be to be the, the eyes for the people and the ears. Like they would be looking out along from the gates and they would say, Hey, there's some trouble coming here and they'd blow the trumpet in ezekiel 33 6 it says but if the watchmen see the sword come and blow not the trumpet and the people be not warned if the sword come and take any person from among them he is taken away from his in his iniquity but his blood will i require at the watchman's hand and then it continues on and says that if they hear the watchman and then they don't do anything the blood's no longer so this is old testament so it's just an analogy saying Hey, if you know that this is going on, but you just want to sit by the wayside and not tell people what's going on, God's going to hold you to a pretty high standard. Not like I said, that's not what and saves a person. Okay, so this it's just, we have to be right on watch. We have to be on watch right now. Yes. Yeah, this thing where you're like, hey, the elites are into pedophilia. And if some people will justify it, I still like my Balenciaga. That's fine. You can say that you still like your Balenciaga, but God has a way to punish you. They will be using some... I, this happens so frequently that it's just like... How do you not make it a, a law of nature that, okay, they're doing something evil and satanic. You still like their stuff and then you still consume it anyway. You will also pay a price. It's like, what if the leather polish on their purse they made to make it shiny and more aesthetic now causes cancer? Like it always happens. I'm not saying it does. I'm saying this is just an abstract example, right? Sin is death. Okay. That's what we need to understand in the body of Christ. Cause everyone wants to say, stop doing this, stop doing that. I've done this, or you do that. No, the wage of sin after the cross is death. Meaning if you sin one time, you deserve to die. Therefore we can be saved by grace and still go to heaven and, and, and engage in all of these things. But exactly at the end of the day, we all truly deserve to die. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not the best person. Like I said, I'm a Christian and I've got great motivation, but I'm a sinner and I'm going to be the first one to always admit that to my people or to the people following me and listen to me because people don't want to hear that there's somebody out there that's better than you. That's just trying to knock you about every single thing you do every day. Nobody wants that. Like, oh, that's not even what Christ. And it's no, don't start by trying to get rid of all sin at once. Start with Ex the big ones. Exactly. You know, like, well, it's not even, and it's not even getting rid of the big ones. It's just accepting that, Hey, we are what we are. And no, Jesus but like, said, if you get rid of your biggest sins, then the next year down is less damaging. And then eventually you're living true. a really clean life. But we're born into it. See, that's the difference with yeah. even the Christian space. If God says that we're born into it iniquity that's because we're born from the generational sin so this is where in this space where i'm preaching i'm trying to get that message across that it doesn't matter what you do ultimately brother it doesn't matter what i do christ paid for it all on the cross like he truly said it is finished and when somebody said like when your website's finished when you say it's finished yes it's you'll obviously finished. do some work but well, that's the thing you're not god but when you are finished yeah. with something bro do you go back to it do you go back to it and say it actually needs revised no you said it was finished yeah. you know what i mean yeah. you just need to realize that 
we're in a current state of confusion and sin. And that's our problem in the world is the idea of death and sin and how that's linked together. And we're trying to pluck all these other things and say, this sin's worse than other. They're all bad. That In God's eyes, sin is sin. And that's why he doesn't put a measurement on it. He tells you all the different sins, but he just says sin is death. That's ultimately what the Bible describes sin as. And what's the one thing all humans got coming towards them? is death. At the end of the day, that's a hard truth, the hard pill truth to swallow. If you're engaged into these things, it's going to lead to a bad life. I've lost family, friends to just making poor decisions that weren't good for their life. And that's why they died. And yes, it sucks and it's tragic, but what if they would have done things a little bit differently or, or had a different mindset to fight something, fight those sins and try to be better every, not because you're ultimately saved by that, but you know that it's going to make a good life. It's going to create good habits. And then eventually you're just going to be waking up every day with this like great energy of what do I want to do today? And how do I want to change not only my you life, but somebody most else's of your days free to do what you want when you exactly, are brother. like exactly. yeah even if you're working a job your life will be in so much order that yeah. you will find nothing but time to refocus and to shift priorities for example if you take a look at me five years ago when i started this site i was like debilitatingly depressed i couldn't squeeze enough time in the day to get the site going and to program and every three days i'd probably work on it for a little bit and then I'd binge on it and then that would factor. And it's all of these bad decisions. I had four or five social media apps. Right now, my phone has zero. I have zero social media on my phone. Do you know how much time that frees up in my day? Yeah, okay, granted, I am like constantly binging podcasts, which I realize is an that's issue, but I can listen to it. And that's do not an issue. Else. You're learning, bro. Like I said, podcasts. And that's yeah. why that's why this is different than what anything else uh, people are doing and why podcasting is so hot right now is because you can stick your headphone in your ear, you can work or go do whatever, and you can absorb information. You know what I mean? It's like straight up matrix. Like when Neo gets I plugged in up. and he's up, like he's getting uploaded, he goes, how'd that feel? He goes, that was amazing. You know what I mean? That's how you feel when you find good content or a good creator. Doesn't matter what the space is. Oh, I want to learn how to cook. But like, that's why everybody watches Hell's Kitchen or Gordon Ramsay's because he's the best at it. You know what I mean? He you want to learn how to. Way too stressful, man. I he think does, that's no, he, it, right? I'm just saying, but he is I, the you best. Know what? There's I, no denying I, that. I, I watch his How to Scramble Egg video at least <laughs> like once a month. And I'm just like. It's no, like, that's stressful. His eggs, yeah. This guy has taken. And it's like, for some reason, I feel like I have to do it his way. And it's, but it's just, you just go like this and you just go like this in the thing and it's scrambled. But he's like, you got to put it on the heat and off the heat and lick the butter and then put the butter on top and flip the butter over then put the egg in the pinch of salt, but like this with the pepper. And it's, I think he overcomplicates cooking, but, but it's, um, just, it's just to put a perspective, like yeah. you, people are going to the best people in their spaces because they want to learn how to replicate show, that. I've seen it one time. And I feel like they get somebody who's never cooked in their life. He's got like what? a million shows. Yeah, he's got he's got Hell's Kitchen. He's got like the old ones that he doesn't do anymore, but like Kitchen Nightmares where he goes and helps business owners try to revamp the kitchen. Uh, like I said. Yeah, it, I can it, assume that's a disaster. The reason people are so attracted and why he's able to have 10 shows on his like on television is because people believe in what he's doing and he's so passionate. He holds you to the highest standard. And so that's what we in the body of Christ or just as people, 
We're not trying to tell our brothers and sisters, hey, you're not doing this. But if we start holding people accountable, I just had this conversation with my wife. We had an argument like any married couple does, but I actually came to her and I was like, you know what? I appreciate what you came to me with because that's holding my feet to the fire and that's holding me accountable. And then that puts the thought into my mind, hey, I need to be a little bit more consciously aware of the things that I'm doing. I might not be that are affecting you in a negative way or affecting our space and affecting our relationship. So thank you. So I actually, in an argument, if you as a man even can come back to your wife and say, you know what? My perspective might've been a little bit wrong there. And you've actually given me a different insight. And I thank you for that. And that's where we grow as humans. That's where we can learn. And that's where we get motivated is when we find somebody else that can tell us, even just like you said, two sentences that can impact somebody's life so much. So listening to podcasts and and intaking information isn't a bad thing, bro. Don't ever think yeah, that. But, You're, but, it, but it is, it's no, I've noticed that anything can consume nah, you. Anything say, can consume gonna, you. Anything. Yeah. It has consumed me to a degree. And that is why I have to dial back on it a little bit because I'm not able to like, I, okay. So in the Gordon Ramsay example, people watch it because it's entertaining, but then like, at some point, you have to look at Gordon Ramsay's life. He's not watching podcasts. He's busy oh, cooking and mastering his shit. Right. And in his free time, he is, right? So I've been being a little irresponsible in that aspect a little bit over the past couple of days. But look, the fact that I'm trying to improve, you will see that's it. The change has been made. You have that power to make the change overnight. And and when you listen to these things of a conspiracy theory, start applying some small things in your life. If I tell you they put aborted fetal tissue in soda, you, you stop drinking soda and may that reinforce your ability to be healthy. It doesn't mean I don't want you to have sweet things that taste good. Exactly. I, I'm saying soda is bad for you. Then there is the deep, like satanic price you pay with aborted fetal tissue and artificial flavoring. And then there is the organ failure and the death that you pay, but also then just actually choose a healthy life. And, and you're, and I don't have, you don't like, there's nothing for me to sell you there. (laughs) We are coming together, two men who've never even met in person, met through this space of what I was doing. We were connected through mutual friends and we just knew that we're not here to sell out or become rich and famous or get 10,000 subscribers or whatever. We know what our vision is and we know what we want to do. And there's really nobody that's going to stop it in the sense of we're motivated. We're we're heavily invested because like I said, we're doing a lot of this on our free time. Remember that. Not that we uh, love doing things for free, but everything has a cost to it, whether that be time, money, sacrifice sacrifices is part of success. Even Jesus, we're here to empower people. We're here to build people up. We're here to raise them up. We want people to love the Lord. We want people to be bold in their walk every day. So see, we're not sitting here saying put off everything. We're saying put off everything if it causes you to be lazy and not work towards your goals and your dreams or your aspirations, because these are the things that make people gravitate towards you. If you're like trying to get into these spaces or you want people to hear your message, first you have to show them, hey, I've got to figure it out and who I am and what I'm about. And I believe in what I believe in and nothing's going to change that. Obviously there's tweaks and everything, but we're motivated. And I want people to understand we are not going to stop doing what we're doing. We're never going to bow down to the left or the right or whatever. People come at us and say, Hey, you shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that. We're free willed individuals that make our choices. And we ultimately know what we're doing here. When me and this guy, truth or TV get on our computers, 
we know what we're getting into. We know what we're going to talk about and we know how we want to talk about it. And that's for, this is, this community is for people that feel that way. Hey, I've got something to say and I want a place that I can say it without being completely ripped apart or like thrown under the bus and called a name because society has labeled that. So that's what Truth or TV is all about. That's what Watchman Inc is all about. That's what all these people in this space is about is giving people the opportunity and the platform to say, hey, this is my truth. And while maybe not everybody agrees with it, can we learn from that truth? Or can you help me understand why that truth's not necessarily one to follow? You see what I'm saying? That's what this is all about. It's a movement. It's a movement to empower people. I pray for all these people. I truly pray for every single person I come in contact or I expose or that I put on blast, whatever the terminology is. I pray for everybody. I pray for the world. And I just pray that people see that we got a great future ahead of us with Christ. But right now, we're going to go through a little bit of the muddy water, to put it lightly, and it's going to really shake some people. There are things coming that the world just doesn't want to see or can't see because of, like you said, the lack of knowledge. And lack of knowledge is ultimately what's going to get us all. So we really appreciate everybody tuning in and everybody listening and any support that comes our way. You don't got to follow either of us right now, but if you're looking for a community and, and something to be a part of that's bigger than yourself, that's bigger for God and bigger to help children and society in general, follow us because we want to be communicating and in the space of same like-minded people. If you believe something is real and somebody challenges it and you can hear them out and you can still come out on the other side believing what you believe, then that means that you are strong in your belief. And, yes, and if and somebody totally presents okay. information that casts a little shadow on it, you have to go reevaluate it. And that is part exactly. of not having an ego. If I find out that I'm wrong on something, I will change my position and I will. That's a big it. part. That's so in 2016, part. I was all about Trump. I'm not all about Trump anymore. Me either. So, Me either. so I'm willing to admit that I fell for it. Right. I did so, too. So anybody so that knows me knows that I was pushing a little bit of the Trump because it was a good idea and a good, funny, like you said, we were pushing the ideology of what the Trump movement was supposed to be, but we never realized that what we're actually pushing is Trump. And, <laughs> yes. and, that's and I don't follow any magical. That's the key twist in the magical trick that he played on us. huh? And, and we're going to get into that stuff too. Like I said, Elon Musk, Trump, all the presidents of the past, all of them have a connection to the the society that's been built today and the systems that we see. And so this is the whole point of Watchman Inc. We are here to watch at the gate what we're being presented, what's coming on the horizon. And those of us that see, like myself and Truth and many others, not just me, many others, we're just blowing the trumpet to tell the city and the people in the city that might not be actively watching or trying to see hey, something's coming, something big is going to happen. Beautiful things are happening in this space and with God and with this movement going, like you said, we're entering into a stage of, hey, we're going to have to just buckle down and get ready for some hard times, but those hard times are going to ultimately make us stronger. Let's just continue to build each other up in Christ and in truth and in grace and show people that we don't have a bunch of pride here and that we're just all here trying to learn and take it to the next level of what humans really should be doing and not merging with AI and becoming robots, but becoming self-aware of we are the, the best thing that's ever been created. When God created us in his image, he said, yo, I'm making you like me. That means you matter. That means he has a plan for your life. So let's just all be a little bit more consciously aware. Let's make right choices so that we can all have a better future. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much. Peace.
Thanks for tuning in. To know the duty of a watchman, please read Ezekiel 33. Join the movement today. Follow on Instagram at Watchman Inc. for more details, content, and community interaction. Links in the description. God bless. Thank you.